podcast where we explore stories and conversations about being human. Um, we're not experts, we're not professionals, so as always, please take everything we say with a giant heaping pound of salt um, and take it or leave it as you wish. Yeah. Today, um, my name is Julie. And I'm Ben, because why not, Ben? <laughs> um, and today we're going to actually try something different. Um, okay. You know, we're going to call it the this week's tea, mm-hmm. right? Not that we have tea, really, about our daily lives, but just, you know, like a check-in and seeing where the conversation goes. Yeah, just real casual and pretty much talk like we, we usually would. Like we might talk, yeah. Yeah. Except that we're recording ourselves. Yeah. Not Which is that, a bit weird. But not weird at all. We'll see what, how that goes. <laughs> okay. So Julie, you know, how's your week? Um, it's been pretty good. I think last last week my sister got married. Oh, yes. Congratulations. Congrats to them, yes. Yes, yes. Um, I guess so. to me as well, because she, like, she'll move out. Yeah. She's in the process of moving out, so yep. I get the room all to myself. Oh. And I'm super excited. Yay. Because I think I've never had a room to myself before. Oh, interesting, really. Yeah, and and I've always dreamt of having a space of my own. Uh-huh. Not in the sense of, like, I can go crazy and put things where I want them, but it's like, I can control my space, um, my time. Yeah. So, so like in the morning, I want space to exercise. I want to journal or I yeah. want to meditate. Like last time, I would have to time it around the people. Yeah. So like, okay, I know what time she wakes up. I know what time she'll use the toilet. I know who's going to be up when and then which room can I use. Yeah. So I can imagine there's a lot of anxiety yeah. planning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think other people wouldn't care that I just do it in the open lab, but I, I, I like to be in a space. So... That has always bothered me, um, but now that she's slowly moving out, I can have that freedom to do whatever I want. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I'm also very happy for her, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, her big life milestone. Yeah. It's a momentous occasion. Yeah. It was it was a pretty big wedding. Mm. I mean, given the COVID situation, there was like a limit on the capacity, of course. How many people did you have? 50. 50, okay. yeah, That was the capacity. Yeah, um, it's pretty small, I guess. It is pretty small, but it was wild. Was it? Yeah, it was wild. How come? I mean, they paid a lot in like in credit for the alcohol. Oh, so really? Like, Everybody must <laughs> drink, 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 drink. Then like, yeah. where was it? Where did you host it? Was it? Alcove. Oh, wow, pretty. Yeah, it was a nice place. And then they made my, like, they made kind of people do speeches. Not made lah. They oh. like, do you want to do a speech? Go ahead. So, my, oh my God. yeah, okay, like cute. her, her in-laws, my parents. Um, the, fian- the the husband's a yeah the groom side groom's siblings yeah yeah I didn't do a speech though why I chickened out uh, I wrote a letter so uh, not so cute. bad okay yeah. what about you how was how was your week um nothing remarkable nothing like a wedding <laughs> for sure <laughs> nothing close to that level of excitement um okay. the week kind of passed by talk to any friends um I had to catch up with a friend yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was interesting because we talked, I mean, talked about a bunch of stuff, but we also talked about how she recently bought a house. She's Australian, Ooh. but she bought a house in Sydney um, with the help of her parents. Um, and yeah, we were just talking about how it's like thinking about financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a huge thing now that we are kind of adults. Yeah. Um, and like 
these I like I hate thinking about money and I'm so shit at <laughs> anything related to finance. What do you mean by shit? Like I never think about it. So what? Your money comes in, then you just spend. And no, then... no, no. But I don't really spend a lot of money in right. general. Um, I think I'm not really. I, I, uh, I, I think. I, I think like I don't really um shop. Like I don't sure. really shop. And just last week you shopped. Did I? Yeah, with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that was like the first time this whole year. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I went out to shop for clothes. Like I okay. never really shop, and I don't eat like. I don't, at all. I don't eat out very, right. very often. Okay. Um, so eat at home, or sure. like I pack food for right, work. Right. Um, and like in Singapore, everything's pretty cheap. Mm. So unless like the occasional like self-care kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like I don't really spend that much. So I guess in my head, it's like I'm not depleting my funds that much mm-hmm. either. So, and like I, I, don't like, I guess like for me, I've never been the type of person who aspired to earn a certain amount of income mm-hmm. by a certain age mm-hmm. or like to afford a huge, like car, condo, you know, whatever yeah, nonsense yeah. like that. I guess for me, it's just like if I have enough savings so that I can travel mm-hmm. um, and live my life, like I'm happy. Yeah. And I think that also coming with that, that like naivety of like when you're so young and like your parents are still around. Yeah. It's like everything seems okay. Um, being very privileged that way. Mm-hmm. But then now that, you know, I started thinking about wanting to like get my own apartment mm-hmm. and all of that and like looking at the price, thinking about, you know, wow, I can't even afford the deposit even I work for 10 years. You know, like, oh wow, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's like, you don't even know where to start. And you're talking about Sydney apartments, right? Yes. yes What's the ballpark? Um, well, I mean, I think it really depends on where in Sydney, but if in the um, city centre, we're kind of looking at like, well, the price ranges for the apartments that I was looking at was really like 800000 and above. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and But that's also because they're closer to mm. near the city mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. in like out- outskirts. So, Expensive. Huh? It's very expensive. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't have the money for this. <laughs> I don't have the money for anything. Yeah, I think it, everyone goes through that sort of hurdle of like, I need to get something or like, like I don't know, a car, house or um, whatever else that they're looking for. But that sum of money is so much. It's mm. like, I've never seen that many digits in mm. a bank account. Mm. How can I even get up to that? Exactly. <laughs> you started working when? Couple months ago? Yeah, about six. Oh. No, no, no. Around four. No, four, four months. Four months. So I, I think I started working, including, like, right after I graduated, I did an internship. Yeah. So I did an internship for three months. So I guess if you count that, I would be working for, like, a year and three months-ish. Yeah. And initially, my anxieties about money were quite crazy. Mm. Like, okay, I need to put this amount aside. I need to, to, to sign up for a credit card. I need to do this, do that. Mm. And then like every month I got something to do with money. Yeah. And I don't remember, but at some point I got comfortable with it. Mm. I, got, I got to a place where it's like, you know what? I know I need to do this, but like the anxiety sort of festers around for a day. Yeah. Because that's the only day that I handle the finances. Then everything else is like, oh, I have a system now. Yeah. So it's not so bad. But the, the getting to this point was, was like a real challenge. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to... It's, yeah, it's like you don't know how to grow. 
and yeah. money. You don't know how much enough is enough. Yeah, if you're looking for resources that can help you learn about personal finance, I think Seedly does a very good job. Who? Seedly. Seedly, okay. Yeah, Seedly is a, I think a community, like a content-based website. Oh, interesting. And it's all about personal finance and about the future, like getting a house in Singapore, um, weddings and blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm not sponsored by them, but okay. I just really like their content. It okay. has helped a lot. Oh, so yeah, even yeah. investments, um, how to spend your money when you first graduate, like what to do with your first paycheck. Like oh. they, they cover all that as well. So Interesting. Personally, they've helped me quite a bit. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. So you can do that. that. Yeah. Man, money's never enough. <laughs> Ain't that right? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like I, I never wanted to be the kind of person who, yeah, cared about money being the goal. Mm -hmm. Although I think that's also very naive of me. Because I mean, after all, yeah. I am comfortable with a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And I need to be the one that supports myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess because I never thought about like family and saving enough money for a family either. So it's like, oh, I don't, yeah, it's just myself right. <laughs> that I have to care about. And I underestimate how much of myself I would need to be saving for. Yeah, I think what really helps is knowing what you want and then like planning ahead. Yeah. But the act of planning ahead is also sometimes very overwhelming. Because mm. I was just talking to my parents earlier, like before I came here. Um, we're talking about the wedding and all that and like some wedding traditions, some like future stuff, mm -hmm. right? And then we're talking about uh, my partner and I, how are we gonna, like what are our next steps? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we're gonna wanna get a house. Mm -hmm. And in Singapore, getting a house means you must get married, you know? Like- For BTO, right? Yeah, for BTO or um, sales of balance. A anything that's like a fresh house or like a refurbished house, like, you're talking about public, like, you can do, you can get private though, right? Yeah, you can get yeah. private, but like, that's way out of our yeah, budget. Yeah, so, yeah. so like, something like a, anything that's HDB, Yes. Okay, I might be wrong, but BTO, sales of balance, open booking, these are the options that you would tend to go for as a couple looking to get a house yeah. in Singapore. And so when you do that, uh, you gotta, you gotta get married within like, first four months of getting the keys. Mm-hmm. So that means like, oh, we gotta plan to time everything right. Mm. And like, how much money is that? And you wanna move into a house, it's gotta be renovated. Mm. So you gotta, it's just a lot, a lot of planning. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so we've been talking about this for a while now. And then I think one of the possible routes that's the cheaper route is, is that we, uh, we, we just get the house and then we renovate it mm. and then we move in and we gotta get married, so we, we just sign the certificate and mm. like have a small dinner with family. Mm. And then at some point in the future, then we do the wedding celebration. So at least we have some gap to mm. save more money for the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know how long that, how long more that is. Yeah. But at this moment, it's like, okay, that's gonna cost however many thousand, and then the other one's gonna be however many thousand, and it's like, very easily can rack up to 100k. Yeah. Like, how, how, how do 100k? Yeah. Like, that's way beyond what I can imagine right now. And so, I'm just like trying to take in all this information and process it and realize that I'm very far away. From <laughs> that, I know. It is, I don't even the idea like of a BTO. I was talking to somebody at work the other day and she was saying how like she and her um, partner, boyfriend, 
recently got their BTO approved, oh, okay. which was quite ideal for them. Yeah. But you know, it's a five year out, uh, five year plan, yes, right? Yes, five year wait from yeah, now. Yeah, and like you know, she's saying like, oh, between now and then, they must save enough money yep. to pay for the the down, down, down yeah payment. the down payment for it, and it's like quite a lot of money. And yeah, it's, it's like. Depends on what loan they get, but I think it's like either five percent, ten percent, something like that. Yeah, but it's still a couple of, you know, like more than forty grand or something like that. Right, right, right. I mean, if they pick the big house in a good location. Yeah, they yeah, they were grand, at yeah. Topayo, four Whoa. bedroom. Okay, okay. So it's like you know the peak, like yeah. you know ideal situation, yeah. but also they're very lucky. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but also a lot of money that they have to like save up to. And, and and all of that and I was just thinking like wow that's such a big commitment because it's like you and your partner are both like for five years not married yet mm. um, already are planning ahead about continuously putting aside that money and and I don't know and it's just like I feel sometimes it's kind of unfair mm. the kind of burden it places on young couples mm-hmm. because you're always forced to think about really long term yes issues yeah i mean not that it's a bad thing per se but it's like it's like you're so young yeah but what if you're not ready yet you know and then you're just like because no we have to think like in five years i want to be able to live in a house so you and i have to be on the same page right now yeah and it's like well then halfway through if that plan falters you gotta you you gotta waver the yeah yeah everything that you spent Yeah. yeah so it's like wow that's not very fair I think that's how the Singapore government is. Like they kind of put you in the system. Yeah. Like you gotta stay here. Yeah. And, and once you get the house, you gotta stay in the house for five years. Yeah. You can't rent it out or anything. So that's another problem. I mean, it's it's very ideal, right? It's ideal in the sense that oh, young couples when they meet, I don't know, in university mm-hmm. or fresh graduate working, you meet somebody, and then that's when you both like, oh, very quickly come to the decision. I suppose that you like each other and so want to invest in a BTO at some point, right? It's very ideal and then you continue to have a great relationship for five years, finally move in and then you continue to have a great relationship for the rest of your life as a married couple. Yeah. But I feel like um, that's not every couple's plan yeah. in life. Um, and it places such a burden in thinking about just getting into a relationship. Yeah. Because c- if you don't, you can't get a house. Yeah, and I have a lot of friends that feel very rushed in their timeline mm. about meeting somebody just because of this. Right? right, because they do actually want to live independently. Yeah. They do actually want to start a family, mm-hmm. but they just don't have a fixed timeline for it, right? Yeah. And they want it to be with the right person yeah. as well. And it's just a lot harder to achieve your goals. With this. Yeah, with that sense of like, I have freedom yeah. to do it when I want to do it. Uh, I completely agree. I think or we're in a lucky space like me and my partner because mm. we know that we want to move in. Yeah. Like we know like whether we get married or not or whatever that is. Yeah. But, but we do want to move in together. Yeah. But I think for a lot of other couples, um, I've seen like I've heard so many stories of, of people just like signing this agreement, yeah. paying the down payment and then breaking up. Yeah. And like that's how much money you're gonna lose. Yeah. It's like Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah. It's so scary. And I mean, on one hand, it's like, I understand the fear of commitment from that standpoint. It's like, how am I going to know what's going to happen in two to three years? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to want to commit to this uh, like giant sum of money now mm-hmm. for, for a potential future? Or 
am I just like gonna just be happy with this person until we decide that we want to stay together but then only have to wait another five years mm. right so it's, it's a very tough position in Singapore I think mm. yeah I agree I think it's yeah I mean there's really no easy way out of it the other way is if you rent but then like in Singapore you kind of just live with your parents then like why yeah. you rent like yeah. waste money right yeah. yeah but I think some people do use that option after they get married? After they get married, before they get their place. Mm. They, they rent a place. Mm. And just like hang out there until until their house is ready. Mm. Yeah, but it's like extra cash flow out, you know? Yeah, but actually now that I think about it, it's kind of similar to how a lot of um, overseas people do it, let's say without the BTO plan. Mm. It's just, I guess, in Singapore, like the culture is to when you get into a relationship, if you're a certain age, mm. you will both talk about BTOing yeah. pretty soon before you even get to the marrying wedding part. Yeah. Um, before you even propose. Before you even propose, yeah. right? It's like the idea. Oh, we're committed. Okay, we're committed. Should we get placed? Um, <laughs> whereas, like in over- that's the proposal. Well, yeah. Already. Whereas, like I think in overseas couples, like you know, they continue to rent. I mean, unless they have a certain amount of money, yeah. they continue to rent a place together, mm-hmm. and then after they get married, they might still be renting a place, and when they have enough savings, then they will start. Correct. Looking for a place to stay. Right. Right. So I guess it's kind of the same, except that perhaps overseas renting is a lot more commonplace yeah. than here. Yeah. Um, and it's also a lot more like stepwise in the relationship. Yes. Right? It's not like, let's get married now, then let's live together. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like, like the commitment level in investing in a house together and in yeah. that place mm. together is a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I envy that model, and and I I think I've been just convincing myself that maybe renting is okay, mm. but at the same time, it's like the salary, eh, like the salary that we have probably won't give us a good rental spot, and is that something that we're willing to do? Yeah. Versus like just tahan a bit more for a few years. Yeah, but you know something along that lines is also the sense that I I feel that we are so comfortable with. Um, the living lifestyle that our parents have also afforded us <laughs> yeah. in some ways. Well, at least I, I guess for me, right? I'm speaking, like being very privileged to. That's the lifestyle that I've been accustomed to, and not to say that I'm ex- I've never expected to earn the same as my parents. Okay. Um, like that's not what I'm aiming for, but I guess it's that whole wow. How did they ever get to that point where they could afford this lifestyle? When right. for me right now, it feels like I could never get to that pay grade yeah I think sometimes you forget that how, like how long did they take it's not like they graduate and then they suddenly know, got a but, house but the right? idea of it is just like wow it's like really far off uh, yeah or like really impossible from where I'm standing right now yeah and I don't like I don't know if you you feel that there is almost like an inclination to is that what I want like to be able to be as like living that same life yeah. as them, like that amount of salary, that amount of that big of a house or whatever yeah. it is. Well, it to me, it's like I never wanted. Like mm. I never aimed to be that way. Mm. Right to me, it's like okay, it's not a priority, which is why I've never cared so much right, right. about finding a job that would pay me that much money. Okay. Which is the naive part because now it's like, well, actually, it's important. It's important that I do have a certain amount of money, and yeah. even though I do like my job a lot, um, and my career. 
you yeah. gotta find some ways to get to living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not that my life would suck right right now, but it's just com comparatively, the flexibility in terms of what I can or cannot do can change a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about money in in like a very transactional way because mm. it's just it's it's like it's a tool that would allow that open doors for you yeah right with a certain amount of money you can do certain things but what are these things that you want to do yeah right so so i know that for me and for for my partner like we want to sort of not have to worry about money in a sense that like if we just take a break off of work for a week like we're not gonna suffer yeah yeah right like to have that ease that comfort of knowing that i can just be and exist mm. and i'll be fine mm. but how do we get to that point and and what at what age right mm. i think i used to think like okay we gotta work 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 work, work until maybe we're 30 50 or whatever mm. and then we retire and then we'll be like content and we can be mm -hmm. right but now i'm sort of operating in a space where it's like that's too late Right, like I shouldn't be chonging until a certain point and then relaxing. Like it should always be a balance of, 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 it just working and also relaxing and also just being every day should be like that. Yeah. Does, do you make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think my ideal work or like my ideal day would be I spend time on work. I spend time on myself, my family, my hobbies, and it's just like a perfect day. Right? Mm. Like you spend amount like a certain amount of time on the things that you care about yeah. equally, but yeah. I'm not sure if that's like an idealistic way of living. Like, I don't think I've seen anyone that live like. That. I agree with it though. I feel like it's just asking for a sense of stability. Yeah. Right. You're not. You don't want to be a busy worker bee. Yeah. You know. You want to be like okay. I have my steady job, but this job also means that I don't have to be working twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. Yeah. It means that I'm working this job so that I have enough money mm. that when I need time off, mm. I can get time off. Yeah. And that I can enjoy my life. Yeah. That's my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like you said, transactional, right? We work so that we have the ability to live a life that we want. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. I mean, I, I guess it depends on the work that you're doing. Like, yeah. if you truly see value in the work that you're doing, then. I guess the money doesn't seem that transactional. It's yeah. more like a reward. Like, I will do this anyway. Yeah. Right? And then money is just like, oh, great. I get to be sustainable. Yeah. Um, but but I think a lot of people are in, in that mindset. I think including myself, really. Like, even though I'm at a startup, like, I love what my startup is doing. But at the same time, I also feel that I need to work in order to get this amount of money in order to do something. Yeah. Instead of, like, I'm doing this work because I love it. Yeah. And... It doesn't matter if I don't get pay, uh, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. And, and no, I don't yeah. think of that in my job either. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, like as much as I like my career, I do not also yeah. think of it in, like, oh yeah, so self rewarding. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be nice to yeah. be at that state, but like, how do you pay for everything? Yeah. Probably have to grow a garden and like. Yeah, I mean, every day you still wake up feeling like, oh god, I gotta go to work today. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I've always just tried to figure or like hack my way out of that system. Mm. Like, I don't want to live like that. Mm. I don't want to live in a, in a state of like, uh, can I, like, can I not do work today? Like, I want to wake up to feel that, you know, today I'm going to make some impact. Like, today I'm going to enjoy. Mm. And enjoy in what sense? You know, mm. 
however I, I define it. So it could be work, could be friends, could be yeah. anything. And I just, you know, if you deconstruct the way of living or society for a second, like, what makes you happy? How can you achieve these things? Mm. And, and unfortunately, if you put back the society, it's like you can only achieve these things when money is around. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is such a, I mean, like, everybody always calls it the necessary evil, which it really is. Yeah, I agree. you can't get away from it, and you can't get away from the fact that there are very defined terms in which money is earned, mm-hmm. um, industry to industry-wise. And so, yeah, it just becomes, I guess it becomes a chore after some time as well. Yeah. Um, which is part of, like, adulting. <laughs> A bit like all the thirty year olds or, or and above people are like, what are these kids talking about money mm, not know. knowing their shit? I know. Which is why I feel very ill equipped to be saying anything about financial decisions. Yeah, I mean we we sort of operate in a place where it's like maybe we shouldn't talk about something uh, unless we have knowledge about it. Right? Mm. And and in this specific case I think there's for me as well, there's a little bit of discomfort talking about money or finance when I kind of know not much yeah, about it, right? Maybe we should invite our friends who are in like finance sector to come and talk about it. Sure, money. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> but, and I mean, at the same time, I think there's still value in talking about these things as a person that doesn't really know much. Yeah. Not to like share, educate, but more like... I'm struggling like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I even begin? Yeah. How do I live a life that I want to live? Yes. And how does money, like how uh, our relationship with money, how does that affect our lives? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a huge baggage to be constantly weighing in as you get older and start thinking about well I actually need, do need to be independent yeah. with this and I guess like you know even what you were saying about why don't we live a life based on what we value which I think is very important right if you break it down like you said and ask somebody are you living a life that you want to live mm-hmm. um, it's not that easy or clear cut mm-hmm. about whether we can just live according to our values mm-hmm. right sometimes it, it, it does suck sometimes you don't have a choice sometimes you don't have a choice yeah and like sometimes maybe you know for example you might not be skilled enough mm-hmm. for something you might not be you know as horrible as it sounds intelligent enough mm-hmm. to go into a certain route or you don't have the family background mm-hmm. to go into a certain route and it's just like well those options are cut off to you or you have to fight 10,000% harder than anybody else and it's like well you it's not a must you know what I mean like yeah. I guess nobody should feel forced to work 10,000 times harder than anybody else to achieve something. Not if they don't want to. But sometimes, I guess for a lot of people, it feels like they must. I think maybe a similar example would be like musicians in Singapore, Mm. right? Like if you want to pursue your passion, it's so hard to be super successful in Singapore. I think it, it has gotten a lot better over the past few years, but in general, you compare it to other parts of the world, like Singapore's not really the go-to hub for up-and-coming musicians, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so it's just, I, I can't imagine it in their their field, it's like, do I do my full-time job? Mm-hmm. Or do I put my efforts in a passion that I truly care a lot, a lot about, but mm-hmm. might not see the rewards, mm-hmm. right? And Again, money is the factor here. Like, if there is no, mm. like, if we deconstruct money or we, we find a different way of transacting value, 
um, then it might be a bit different. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. But until then, <laughs> yeah, this is all we have. Yeah, I think it's 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 still a good system as much as I complain about it. Uh. In Singapore, yeah. you mean? Like finance, like like money. Oh, money right. itself. Like it, yeah. it is a good system. I don't right. I don't think I can find a different system of, you know, transacting value yeah, and services. Yeah. I mean, we've evolved to this point, right? It used to be one person's labor for another person's correct, labor correct. and then valued goods and then yeah. now in, it's in the form of currency of money which yeah. involves like human trust in yeah. blah, blah, blah. there's actually that book that's um homo sapiens oh by um i can't remember the name i've read that like halfway oh uh, yeah i think like i love that book but there's one part where he talks about how the entire system of our financial world currently currency and all that actually rests a lot on trust oh in that because all of these are we can't see mm. we have to trust that, that, that this system oh, works yeah 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 I got that, that this blah 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 and all of that um, which is very interesting which I guess it is how we've kind of evolved into a very socially based society yeah it's a it's a construct yes uh, yes everything's it's a, construct. a construct yeah. yeah like I think the part on the book maybe that it talked about where we really changed is is where we sort of defined organizations of businesses, which are entities separate from ourselves, mm. and then that really like got things going. Yeah, because <laughs> we could imagine um, what the entity could do to us, even though it doesn't actually exist. Yeah, we yeah. externalized a system outside of our body. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, so it's quite cool. Yeah, but I guess the danger of the flip side of that is that this construction also means that it is defined by certain groups of people mm. in terms of the value that goes in and out of that system, mm. right? Because after all, it is a construct. Mm. And mm. then that leaves some people shortchanged versus others, mm. right? Mm. Um, that interesting. There's no perfect system. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think we've we've covered quite a bit in this short tea session. <laughs> um, yeah, I think whining about our financial state. <laughs> yeah, not sure if this is something that that might be interesting for everyone, but I think I had fun talking about it mm. and and learning about our struggles with money and yeah. future endeavors. Yeah, living in Singapore and overseas. Yeah, yeah, it is a constant balancing act. Mm, mm, definitely yeah so um, thanks for listening in um, my name was Julie and I was Ben awesome thanks Ben <laughs> <laughs> I like that name my cousin's name is Ben oh really yeah very simple yeah and thank you for listening in um, and we'll see you in our next podcast yeah thank you bye bye